When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Benny Jones for Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor for all your liquor needs. Oh, yes, indeed. Welcome to Off The Bench. It's great to be back after a week off. Big thank you to Nims Azor, who filled in brilliantly in my absence. And what a start to round 16 in the National Rugby League. We're going to pick it all apart very, very soon. Of course, preview a massive night of footy and a big weekend in general. And we're going to do it all for Kubota Diesel Generators for serious backup power and first choice liquor as well. Benny Jones is my name. Uh, alongside me, a man who's just is flying here, there and everywhere at the moment with NRL Nation doing some stellar work Calling the action week in, week out. Of course, former Penrith Panther Premiership player and Queensland representative Scotty Sattler. Sats, it's uh, nice to be back on the air with you. Yeah, thank you, Benny. Uh, welcome back. And also great to have the, the NRL rounds back as well yeah. after the two Origins. Um, I really loved Origin, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. I loved Origin being played on a Sunday. For what that did is it, one, it engaged families to be able to yep. have parties, barbecues, whatever it may be, but... But more importantly, I think it enabled the players to have anywhere from four to seven days recovery yeah. after a pretty physical match. So I'm expecting, um, leading into Game 3 and after Game 3, I think we're going to have a, a quality second half of the season. It's different in that, Sats, generally there will be a little bit of that negative feedback from some clubs that are mostly affected by origin with a lot of their star players maybe only getting that usual three or four day turnaround. But this time, with that Sunday game, all of the focus and dare I say it, most of the negativity, has surrounded uh, clubs affected by the internationals that were played, particularly that one over in Denver, which, uh, since it was played on the weekend, the uh, the return to Australia for a number of players has been nothing short of a nightmare. Yeah, it has. It's, um, I suppose, in hindsight, and yeah. we knew there were these arguments leading into this uh, representative round, especially the Denver Test. The other ones are Tonga Samoa, PNG, Fiji. Um, yeah, they're, they're tremendous. They're games yeah. that um, that needed to be played while the Origin was being played. You need your players to be playing some form of rugby league. But the Denver Test, in hindsight, I think the NRL will probably think it's well. The international body will probably thinking it's probably not the greatest idea because, uh, as you alluded to, we've England to their credit, their preparation and also uh, their planning was uh, first class mm. because they got out on a yeah. plane pretty much directly after the game, got all their players back onto Australian shores and backed up for the Dragons last night, James Graham being one of them, So yeah. um, and Gareth Woodup. Whereas the Kiwis, a lot of them didn't arrive home until Thursday night and won't back up for their teams this weekend just because of the fatigue factor. So, yeah, it's, unfortunately, it's played a negative role into, uh, into this round. Off the bench for Kubota. We're also here for First Choice Liquor coming up. We will look at that game. What uh, an incredible performance in the end it turned out to be by the Dragons, who for the best part of an hour looked as though uh, they were going to get beaten by top uh, bottom of the table, Parramatta. Uh, they couldn't quite finish the job, the Eels, so we'll uh, have a chat about that. The great debate for Kubota. We'll look ahead to Game 3 in Origin. Makita Power Player as well. A driver's seat preview. Lots to sink our teeth into over the next 60 minutes or so. But let's start with tonight. Of course, big double 
doubleheader, but we focus in on the second game. And uh, in the unusual surrounds, I know it's not the first time that uh, Rugby League has been to Adelaide, but the Adelaide Oval, picturesque uh, part of the world, that is, will host the Roosters in the Storm. And of course, Sats, it goes without saying, not just the fact that these are two bloody good footy sides that will go head-to-head, but there's one man in particular who will steal most of the focus and attention, and it's a man who is playing for the Roosters, but of course, for the majority of his life, his footballing life, did nothing but uh, dominate for the Melbourne Storm. Cooper Cronk? Yeah, it is one of the most highly anticipated clashes, but I think it's only been highly anticipated this week, Benny, because it's yeah. flown under the radar. With origin, yeah. The Roosters are coming up against Melbourne, and yep. Cooper Cronk coming up against his former team, uh, his mentor in, in Craig Bellamy, plus two of his closest playing friends, in yeah. Billy Slater and Cam Smith. You know, they've never played against each other, ever. And they, they went to Brisbane together as in an under-19 North's Brisbane team mm. and then proceeded to, to carve out tremendous careers with the Melbourne Storm. So this is it's, it's a really weird predicament for all everyone involved. Craig Bellamy, uh, Ryan Hoffman, who's been involved for many years at the Melbourne Storm, Will Chambers, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith, and, and Billy Slater. So, it's, yeah, it's unfamiliar territory. Um, and as you said, playing at Adelaide Oval. Yep. And they played there last year, same venue, exactly the same time a year after round two, uh, that Origin two. And it was a 25-24 victory to mm. the Roosters. It was Mitchell Pearce that kicked a late field mm. goal, really good field goal on a, on a difficult angle to, to get the win for the Roosters. But, you know, this is an interesting contest because I think everyone would just be looking at when Cooper Cronk makes a tackle or when Cooper Cronk is tackled by one of his former teammates, yeah. whether there's any... Um, whether there's any uh, light-hearted banter that goes on within yep. those within those tackles, but um, you know, the the Storm know Cameron uh, Cooper Cronk's game back to front, mm. and Cooper Cronk knows the Melbourne Storm game back to front. So it's really going to be a game of chess tonight. Who who makes the the uh, who makes the, the wisest move at the most yeah. moves at the most important times? And do they bother about intimidating him? I don't think they will with Cooper Cronk. Yeah. I don't think he gets intimidated too easy. <laughs> um, but uh, it's going to be interesting the the final uh, the final outlay of this game of who gets yeah. the victory and who gets the last laugh. Probably more importantly, who gets the last 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 laugh between Cooper, Billy, and yep. and Cam. But probably more so Cooper and Cam because they're the main hmm. controllers of their sides. It is a battle within a battle and a fascinating one at that. Take nothing away from the fact this is fourth versus fifth, and for the winner, yes. they still Both a little on twenty bit, points exactly. They still a little bit of a march on their rival, and 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 really stay well and truly in that top four hunt. Whereas the loser could find themselves by the end of the weekend uh, a full two wins outside that top four. So let's take nothing away from the importance of this well, game. Benny- both these sides have dominated the minor premierships over the last five years. Yeah, the they Roosters have, yeah. in 13 and 15, the Storm in 16 and 17. But what I'm really looking forward to is if Boyd Cordner backs up after being yep. heavily concussed in that Origin match, I don't anticipate that he will. Mm. And Will Chambers up against Latrell Mitchell again. That's yeah. been a, a yeah. battle in the battle itself in Origin. Just on uh, just a final note on Cooper Cronk, and you mentioned that Craig Bellamy uh, will have been keeping tabs on Cooper, no doubt, out of the absolute huge respect he has for one of his former charges. He mentioned through the week that he's noticed he's picked up on a few little subtle changes to Cooper's game. You've seen a bit of the Roosters and Cooper this season, Sats, in your role with NRL Nation. Have you noticed anything glaringly obvious, or is this just something that literally, because Craig Bellamy knows Cooper Cronk down to the nth degree, that only a master coach like him would be able to spot? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just the little nuances that, yep. that probably we don't identify. You know, I've, I've Watched Cooper Cronk this year with the Roosters, and I don't think he's been in a uh, 
in the same groove as what he has been. And he is in unfamiliar territory, yep. like I said earlier on, but still getting to know his teammates. And more or less, I think them probably getting know. I always said this at the start of the year, Benny. It's not a, a factor of whether he can get used to his teammates and how they play because yeah. if coached very well, a lot of players do generally do the basics exactly the same. It was more about can the players get on the same page as Cooper because he does think a lot differently. And I, I, I don't know what Craig Bellamy would be alluding to, but mm. what I have noticed with Cooper is he's not as heavily involved as he was when he was with yep. the Storm because he's got Luke Keary down there as well mm. who takes a lot of control. So maybe he means he's taken a little bit more of a back seat and his... Yeah. His selections of when he gets involved is, is more about more about quality more yeah. so than quantity. All right. Well, we'll get your thoughts on that game as far as your tip. Uh, what a treat for Adelaide-based league fans. You get fourth versus fifth. You get Cooper Cronk up against his old side for the first time and the Roosters and the Storm on a Friday night. It doesn't get much better than that. A great debate still ahead of us. Also, we'll review Thursday night, uh, that nail-biter between the Dragons and the Eels at Wynn Stadium. But, Sats, let's shift focus. Let's talk some state of origin for first choice liquor for all of your liquor needs. Uh, it's been run and won. Essentially, now it's yeah, it's done and dusted. New South Wales with that unassailable 2-0 lead in the series as we head to Game 3 at Suncorp. Uh, Freddie Fittler, though, uh, one year in charge, one series win, easy gig coaching. But he's indicated that don't think that for one second there'll be any let-up for Game 3. No such thing as a dead rubber in origin. No, and um, in that... That, that successful years of Queensland over the last 10 or 11, 12 years has only been one clean sweep. Yeah. That's how hard it is exactly. to, to get a clean sweep yeah. in origin. Um, in saying that, um, we interviewed Brad Fittler for NRL Nation after the second game, and Luke Lewis was our sideline. He was able to ask him, how do you go to Brisbane winning the series, and how do you motivate, how do yep. you get your team up? And, and Freddie was, he said, we've got to find a reason. And I've got a reason. I'm going to keep it in-house for now. But mm. I've got the reason why we need to go to Queensland, why we need to win it 3-0, why we need to accept the, the statue and the trophy um, on opposition soil as well. So uh, it's going to be intriguing to see what that reason is. I don't know whether we'll, we'll ever hear about it. Have, but, have you um, got any ideas? I know you know that, uh, and you've mentioned many a time, yeah, Freddie is a different type of a character. He thinks outside the square. Have you got, yeah. a, have you got a theory as to what he might, might call upon? Will he go to some players throughout that last... Ten or twelve year period where there's been so much pain inflicted on New South Wales, maybe bring that's a exactly of, what it is. You Benny. think that's what that's it'll exactly, be? I think the reason is, yeah, you know, we have suffered so much pain over yep. the last twelve years, yep. so much pain yeah. that we've got this opportunity <laughs> yep. in one half, in one night of rugby league, we've mm. got the opportunity to rub all the suit salt back in the wounds yeah. yep. of Queensland fans. So hmm. um, we need to do it as a as a, as a group, yep. not as a state. We have to worry about doing it as a group first and foremost, and that should be reason enough to go and um, and take a clean sweep. Yeah. Now, they're not going to not going to be able to do it easily because again, emotion plays a huge huge part in this game with the NRL announcing during the week that they will do a a, a proper farewell for Cameron Smith. Yep. And also a proper farewell for Billy Slater as well who will be playing in the game barring mm. injury. So, um, yeah, it's going to be quite an emotional night for for both both states on yeah. two completely different reasons. And, and Sats, there is also that little aspect, and it's probably, well, it's not a little aspect if you're a New South Wales fan. It's going to be one of the more glorious moments uh, in recent years when they lift that shield at the end of Game 3, win, lose, or draw. But I suppose if you are Freddie Fittler again, wouldn't you love to do it after a win, a clean sweep on enemy soil in front of all those Queenslanders? That's motivation in itself. Well, it's interesting you say that because you know, there's always been an argument about getting the, the trophy 
presented to you if you do win it on home soil in game two, yeah. that's where it should be presented. Absolutely. And everyone says, yeah, absolutely, it should be. You should be able to celebrate with your fans. But funnily enough, you talk to some of the players mm. and they love nothing more than than raising the the trophy on opposition soil. Yeah, fair call. And um, so I think, um, yeah, but by winning and doing it, obviously that 20 minutes to 30 minutes after the full-time siren is a, is a lot more enjoyable than... The 20 or 30 minutes after yeah. a loss yeah. and still receiving the, the trophy, you get that empty, hollow feeling. But then you get back in the dressing sheds and you get to celebrate again and realise that you achieved something pretty special. I'll talk to you a little further in our great debate about uh, whether Queensland will make a stack of changes ahead of Game 3. But one, I will ask you as we close here and talk all things origin for first-choice liquor, uh, the debut of Kalen Ponga. 55 minutes he spent on the field in an unusual, a foreign position to him and what we've seen so far out of his career and short one at that in first-grade footy. Freddie Fittler himself said he's the most talented kid he's ever seen, period. Not not just in the last two years, three years, ten years, ever. I mean, they are massive raps, and <laughs> how impressive was uh, that for a first-up showing? Almost was the hero late on. Yeah, I was, I've been trying to think of other debuts that have stood out like Kalen Ponga's and there's not one that basically comes to mind probably Alan Langer yep. Alan Langer back in 1987 when debuting as a, a little blonde-headed kid from Ipswich no one <laughs> knew who he was no one anticipated that he was going to be selected Laurie Spina the very proud North Queensland halfback was expected to be the the halfback for Queensland that year and then all of a sudden this this near point dwarf uh, runs out in a <laughs> Queensland number seven jersey and just decimates the New South Wales side yeah. to the Sydney Football Stadium one night. So, yeah, outside of Alan Langer, Kalen Ponger and Alan Langer's debuts probably are up there with some of our greatest debuts we've ever seen. Not in origin, yeah. but in rugby league. Um, Kalen Ponger's ability to go on the field and do what he did with so much confidence amongst players that have played 30 origin matches... Uh, was simply amazing. Um, the confidence, the the communication that he had amongst his playing yeah. mates, and the workload that he did. You know, he did 30 tackles in Origin One, mm. which takes his total tackle count in the NRL season in 14 rounds to 67. Yeah, that's amazing. So he it? did half his tackles in one game <laughs> yeah. in a position yeah. that he's never played before, and yeah, that's stunning. that's simply amazing. Yeah, it is indeed. First choice liquor for all your liquor needs as we talk a little Origin. Uh, have a breather, Sats. We'll come back. Plenty of shows still to come. Kubota diesel generators are providing reliable, constant backup power. You need it, and most importantly, when you need it most. Uh, we'll get to a break. Lots more shows still to come. You're listening to Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. Yeah, welcome back to the program. Benny Jones, Scotty Sattler off the bench. We're powered by Kubota, those diesel generators for serious backup power, first choice liquor for all of your liquor needs. Well, I didn't pick this one last night, uh, Sats, that's for sure, at Wynn Stadium. Thursday night footy review for 7-Eleven, freshly ground coffee for just $1. It was first versus last, but how often do we see that that sometimes can uh, throw up the most crazy of results? And for the best part of an hour... Well, we were going to get a crazy result. Someone just forgot to tell the Eels how to close out the game. Yeah, and it's sometimes what happens, Benny, when you've got sides that haven't been playing consistently in a positive manner for, for most of the season, like the Eels have. You you get yourselves into positions, and then you find a way to lose, whether it's through impatience um, and whether it's just through 
just not being able to hold your nerve in key moments mm. of the game. And for 78 minutes of the game, they were, they were the better side. Yep. They were far more enthusiastic. Uh, they had a lot more physicality about their game. Their kicking game was a lot smarter than what the the Dragons was. And they were getting a lot of Dragons players coming off the back of not only representative duties, but more so James Graham and Gareth Widdop, two key players coming back after that, that test from Denver, Colorado. So... They got them at the right time, Parramatta. They did everything right, but they just blinked. Yep. They blinked in a five-minute period mm. from about the 70, 72nd to about the 75th yep. minute. They blinked, and that's when the Dragons took control and scored two tries. So Ben Hunt, again, wasn't fantastic, but you know what? He showed the courage to not go into his shell and came up with a really important kick for a try. Yeah. That um, they got the Dragons back into the game, and um, yeah, he, he had a, a pretty ordinary game, Benny Hunt. But in saying that, like I said, he finished off the game with mm. some class. Uh, the young fullback continues to impress for the Dragons. Both he and Tarek Sims yeah. were just outstanding. Tarek Sims, 18th man for the Origin side, hasn't got a run yet. Probably feels a hard done by that he hasn't got a run playing in a team that's that's leading the competition at the mm. moment. But Tarek Sims was—he played with this raw aggression and and his attack. He got through the line a couple of occasions and set a really good platform yeah. for his side. So, yeah, both those players were, were um, outstanding for the winners. All right, there you go. Dragons 20, Eels 18 uh, as we got round 16 underway. Just before we hear from both of the coaches in action last night, uh, Paul McGregor, Brad Arthur, let's have a listen to some of the best moments, the NRL highlights, thanks to our wonderful team at NRL Nation. Here they were last night with the Dragons just sneaking past the Eels. As Manna puts a bit of footwork on and away he goes. Tim Manna looking for the support of Bevan French picks him up as well. French a little ankle tap but he found his balance and we have a try. The first try of the night. Knee tyres. Trust Maxis. A try of the year nominee. Tim Manna if you don't mind, exploding away like a robust centre, not the ageing front rower that he is, and he linked with French, what an athlete. The balance he displayed to eventually score the try. They go 70 metres on that play. Norman, left edge, oh, Brown, right through he goes, and the bottom of the pile, cellar dwellers Parramatta, they lead 10-2 with a kick to come. Norman just laying it on a platter for Brown to stroll through and make it back-to-back tries for the Eels. Yeah, great work by Nathan Brown, head of the Dragons also. Now the Dragons get the offloads going. Vaughan started it. Lafay on the outside. McDonald's kick back inside. Batted back by Widdop, who's looking around. So's Dufty. They'll go back and look at this on the video, and it's going to be quite a replay to save it because the Dragons score through Dufty. Six and a half minutes gone, second half. Still 12-8, Parramatta. Now he's through. Jared Hayne, just reach out, will you? And he slams it down. Jared Hayne is tough to stop in that situation. And we have our first try of the second half. It goes to Parramatta again. They lead 16-8 with a kick to come. And Hayne's got a bit of swagger again. Well, just before that, I was going to say he looked so dangerous before. You and I can come up with a great tackle one-on-one with Jared Hayne before. Can he turn things around? He drops one on the boot. Oh, he gets there. Aiken. The ball held up like Hunt was putting the brakes on and controlling it with a, a FIFA-like controller. It held up for Aiken to get there and put it down just inside the end goal line. And it's game on all of a sudden. It'll be 18-12 with a kick to come. Now, McInnes inside to Graham. 
pushed on to Hunt. Sims, big hole around Moses, who comes again to make the tackle. Good second effort by the halfback, but Sims gets a quick play the ball. Hunt flicks it up. Nene McDonald back inside. Great hands, McInnes. Now Widdick is going to kick for the uprights. Duffy tracks it down somehow, and the Dragons have pulled off the miracle. Duffy tracked down the kick from Widdick, put it down under the posts, and Sir George Illawarra have come back from the dead. Ben Cummins has gone to his touchies. He will go upstairs. He wants to find something. And maybe check whether Dufty was onside, but boy, did he come from the clouds to track it down. Make no mistake, he's onside. It's just the speed that he possesses. Oh. Moses gets it off Norman's pass. Right side he goes. Takarangi has to force the pass this time. They all watched and let it go. Through to Gower. He throws a speculator over the top. Hayne back inside. The Dragons track it down, and they have pulled off the comeback. A dramatic late comeback. James Graham celebrates more than anyone else after his tough week. Back from Denver and a winner in his milestone game again. Parramatta, it just sums up their season. They cannot close out victories and they suffer more heartbreak away from home. The Dragons beat the Eels for the first time in more than five years and they couldn't have done it in any more dramatic fashion. Full time in the gong. St. George Illawarra 20, Parramatta 18. The Great Debate for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power. Yeah, indeed. And as I've mentioned many a time, Sats, it's not just reliable, constant backup power, but it's when you need it the most. Kubota diesel generators, great friends of ours here on Off the Bench. Great debate. Uh, we look ahead to game three. I think the site will the side be announced on Monday or both sides? Monday. Monday, yeah, yeah okay. Monday. So when the Queensland, and we're going to focus in on the Queensland side because you know, New South Wales, winners are grinners and losers are the ones who have to pick up the pieces. So we don't really expect too many changes, injuries or suspension aside from New South Wales. But for Queensland, Kevin Walters, they can't win the series. They can win back some pride. And at home at Suncorp Stadium, that will be their goal. Do you stick with the same 17 uh, from game two, if all available and ready to roll? Or do you think he might get out the old axe and swing it around a touch? When you look at the result, Benny, and Queensland losing the series, straight away you call for changes. But when you break both games down. Queensland are not that far away. No. And as Queensland fans will tell you, well, being not that far away is not, not enough. You know, it's, you either win or you don't. Simple as that. If you don't win, you need to look at reasons why. And I'm sure Kevin Walters and his selectors and, and his coaching staff will do that. They'll break down the game and break down individuals and different parts of the game that they didn't compete to what Origin is, is, is expected to do. Now, the man that comes under the most scrutiny, of course, when your team loses, is your halves. And Ben Hunt has been probably one of the most talked about players in 2018 after the yeah. game too. So do you stick solid? Uh, I think you do stick solid with the majority of your side, but I think it's been blatantly obvious in game one and game two that your playmakers, which are your your halfback and your hooker, haven't created enough opportunities to get your side not only into a lead, but also kick ahead and give you some breathing space yeah. as well and manage the game the way that you anticipated that you should manage it. So uh, changes, if I was Kevin Walters, yes, I would make some changes. Do your blood players in Origin 3 that you think is going to be the future? Um, some would say you don't use Origin as a, as a breeding ground, mm-hmm. as, a, as a production line. You, you, 
you use your NRL as a production line and your systems that run alongside Origin to get them ready for Origin. But nothing is going to prepare you for the for the confines of Origin like playing Origin. So I think sometimes you got to expose some players like they did with Caelan Ponga and how he's handled that. You know, we're dealing with a different athlete now in the in the modern society. They're far more confident than what we were when we were 18, 19, 20 years of yeah. age. They love the big stage. They don't want to be drip-fed into into big scenarios and big encounters. They they want to be thrown in the deep end and they want to prove to you that recognition is what they want. They want to see their names in headlights and they want to do everything they can to get there. So I think uh, if there are some changes, I'm, I'm going to trade places here, Benny, and I'm yeah. going to be Kevy Walters. Okay. Uh, I, I think you do put Ash Taylor in at halfback. Oh, okay. Well. And I think he is the future. He's yep. 21 years of age. Uh, he could possibly, both he and Nathan Cleary, could be the sevens for Queensland and New South Wales for the next 10 years. What a battle that would be, you know, over many years. It's like the Alan Langer and Ricky Stewart days through the 90s. Um, I think with Kevy Walters saying that Ben Hunt, he's going to stick by Ben Hunt, doesn't mean that he's going to stick by him as a halfback. I think he may stick by him maybe as a hooker. Yep. Or, dare I say, I think Kalen Pong will always be on the bench, but you can't carry Kalen Ponga and Ben Hunt, or maybe he thinks you can. But by him saying he's going to stick by Ben Hunt means that he still thinks that Ben Hunt has a lot to offer, and I agree with that. But I don't think it's in the halfback position at origin level. I think mm. moving forward, Ben Hunt is either a hooker or you're a very good utility player. And uh, I think Josh Maguire moves to the front row in place okay. of Jared Wallace. I think Joy Arrow proved when he came on in both those games that he needs to be a guy that plays really long minutes. He's I think impressive, he gets wasn't he? Yeah. 13 yep. jersey. Oh, he was great. The energy. Yep. And... Young, sometimes the media can force selectors to pick players, <laughs> mm. funnily enough. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I think young Joa Fringau from um, from the Broncos, who played yep. for Tonga last week in the Pacific Nations Test matches, I think he'll find himself on the bench. So, okay. yeah, you know, my team my team for Queensland, for New South Wales to face. And on the flip side of that, before I get to the team, it also gives the opportunity for Freddie Fittler in Game 3 to use the same 17, which he will, mm. barring injury or suspension, but what he'll do, what he can possibly do, is just swap around his starting team. Like maybe start a Jake yep. Tavoyevich ahead of Jake Tabell and just get him Jake Tabell and just get him used to playing. Try some new combinations. Early yep. minutes. Yep. Yeah, Paul Vaughan into the front row. Uh, maybe Matty Pryor back to the bench, whatever it may be, or maybe Clemmer back to the mm. bench. So he, he might tweak his side a little bit, just again for the future of the game. But changes that can score points. All right. Coach Kevy Sattler there, uh, letting us know what he thinks Queensland's Game 3 makeup might look like as they look to restore a little pride at Suncorp Stadium in uh, just under two weeks' time. That's for Kubota Diesel Generators for serious backup power. We'll take a very quick break. When we return here on Off the Bench, Sats will reveal his Makita power player. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor. The Makita Power Player for Makita's cordless power garden range. Always plenty of good candidates for this very prestigious award, our Makita Power Player of the Week. Thanks to Makita's cordless power garden tools, they'll power through the toughest of jobs, Makita, when power means business. Floor is yours, Sats. Uh, who's caught your eye? Who's taken your fancy? Who deserves a little bit of special praise on Off the Bench? Yeah, I think you might agree with me here, Benny. I'm not sure who you know I'm going to say, but uh, mm. it's not a rugby league Okay. Um, 
it's not a rugby league focus here. It's not an AFL focus. Right. But I think our Makita Payer player is a, is a guy that has represented his sport so proudly. Um, I think he'll go down as one of our greatest players. So it's not, 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 player not Bernard time. Tomic. He's missed out on it's Wimbledon. Not Bernard no, Tomic. It's not get... Nick Kyrgios. No. Okay. Um, I think Timmy Cahill. Oh, yes, of course. Yep. Yeah, you know, I think um, you know, the, the career that he's had, um, you know, I suppose he's most notably known for his... His uh, World Cup campaigns mm-hmm. and the Asia Cup campaigns with um, with the Socceroos, he's been outstanding. But of course, yeah, the the eight years and over two hundred appearances he had for Everton over the time. Well, oh, I think we yeah, forget yeah. how great that is in a, as an Australian. Yeah, you know, we yep. we we follow our winter sports in AFL and rugby league so closely, but we t- tend to forget our sports people that leave the shores, the yeah. Andrew Bogarts and mm. your Luke Longleys, they go to these other sports around the world and you sometimes forget how great they are and yep. in those other sports. We take it for granted and yeah, his eight or nine seasons at Everton um, oh, yeah. was simply amazing. Simply amazing and things that we can't you know, can't be sneezed well, at. So Timmy Cahill says goodbye to the uh, international scene and he's just been one of the greatest servants for, uh, if not the greatest servant of Australian soccer. Yeah, you won't get an argument out of me. Just a couple of numbers off his CV. Uh, you know, he's 38 years of age right now. Uh, the fact that he made his World Cup debut at the age of 26, yet four World Cups later, he's still going. 107 caps, 50 goals. is the leading scorer for the Socceroos by, I think, 21 is now the mark. I think it was 29 previously. It's now at 50. Four World Cups, five World Cup goals, a winner in an Asian Cup. First Australian to score at a World Cup. And uh, also, you mentioned about his time at Everton. Since the uh, post-war era, no player has scored more goals for Everton against their arch-rivals Liverpool, and you'd know all about that rivalry, Sats, the Merseyside derby, than Tim Cahill. He used to score against Liverpool for fun. Therefore, you're right, he's revered in Everton circles. He's uh, considered one of their greats. So when you put all of that together, uh, the way that he's been able to market the game, and some people criticise him for maybe the way he goes about that from time to time, but... He's always had Australia's best interests at heart. He's always put country ahead of club, and uh, I think he couldn't get a better nomination for a Makita Power Player. I'm just—I'm gl- glad he got a little bit of a swan song. Whether he plays again yeah. for the Socceroos, I don't know, but at least he got that chance to bow out on the World Cup stage, if that's how it unfolds. Yeah, I agree. It'd be great to see him bow out at ANZ Stadium in, a, yeah. in an international. Maybe they'll organise that. that. Yeah. Do you know what? Something that a lot of people didn't know, don't know, probably don't know. I should say is that Winelli lost him actually because. In 2000 and, uh, 2002, I think it was, Yeah, he got asked to play for Ireland because his grandparents yeah. are yeah, Irish. He yeah, he did. And his, his former coach at Millwall, who he started one of his careers with overseas, is the Irish coach. Yeah. And he was fortunately pushing for very hard. Yeah, yeah. The uh, eligibility rules said that now he is only eligible for Samoa. Yeah. But then they changed in 2004, and <laughs> hence he was allowed to be play for Australia. Oh, lucky for us, because imagine the moments we might have missed out on had he gone down the Irish route. But yeah, there you go. There's a little tidbit. Our Makita power player, Timmy Cahill. What a superstar. Makita's cordless power garden range went power means business. Right now on Off the Bench, it's time for. The driver's seat preview for Kubota skid steers. Power at your fingertips. Oh, how good are the Kubotas? The BX Series, the all-rounder that's up for just about anything. Last week on the program, Matt and Steve, the boys on the driver's seat, uh, spoke all things Erebus Motorsport. Now, they've been the underdog team for the season to date. Dave Reynolds has been charging up the points table nonetheless, and he's also been mentoring his rookie teammate in Anton Di Pasquale, who made his supercars debut this season, is ranked 
on the best out of the five rookies within the competition right now. Pretty impressive stuff. He joined uh, the boys on the driver's seat and gave us his thoughts on his rookie year to date for Kubota Construction Equipment Delivering Power and Performance. Speak to your Kubota dealer. Let's take a listen. You're in a year, Anton, where there are a number of rookies um, you know Todd Hazelwood and and you know yep. three or three or four other guys that are having Jack their LeBrock. Jack LeBrock having yep. their first season. To me though, there is uh, Richie Stanaway. There's this this a block of rookies. Just watching it from the outside, there's a block of rookies there that seem to be you know people are focusing on what they're doing and, and they're the three drivers we talked about. You know um, uh, Richie Stanaway and Todd Hazelwood and, and LeBrock and those sorts of guys. It seems to me that when people talk about Anton Di Pasquale, they almost talk now outside of being you being a rookie. And now it's just yeah. he's doing a sensational job and he's up in the top five. I mean, that has got to give you, you know, when you're beating seriously good guys, that's got to give you an unbelievable feeling. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, like at the start of the year, it was my first ever start on a, on a main game grid, so I didn't wow. do any Enduros or stuff like that. So. To, uh, to go from that to now, I don't see myself as much as a rookie anymore. Um, you're still, obviously, your best comparison to the people in similar situations here. But now that we've proven that we can run with uh, all the other guys at the front, um, you kind of stop using that as an excuse or falling back on that. You, you know, there's, there's oh, well, you're three tenths off the pace and, and that's it. Not, I'm two tenths faster than any other rookie. You kind of compare yourself against the best on the grid and uh, to do it that way. So, um, yeah, you, you're only a rookie for the one season anyway, so uh, the, the quicker you get it out, the quicker you get a better results and things like that too. Mate, uh, you've, your next run's Townsville, obviously, in uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So you've been you've been there before. You were there last year in the Super 2 Series, um, racing one of uh, Paul Morris's uh, FGX Falcons. I mean, yep. does it give you a bit more confidence now going to a racetrack that you know you've driven before in a in a very similar style of car um, to be able to, uh, you know, I guess not so much have to worry about learning the track rather than just getting straight into it and really working on what you got to do for uh, for the weekend. Uh, yeah, it always gives you that. Uh, you take that any kind of doubt that you could possibly have out of it. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen when you get to turn one for the first time. But in saying that, that one was my first ever time there and I felt just as comfortable after one or two laps as I have all year. So I, I quite like actually going to new tracks and new things, um, experiencing all that stuff. And yeah. uh, it, it, it's all a bit of fun and um, you kind of just have to trust the people around you and trust all the simulations you've well, done and, and kind of just dive straight head, head first into it. It's really it's sort of something I quite enjoy, actually. Got another massive show this week. The boss of Tickford Racing is Tim Edwards, and he's on the show. There's no secret that the four-car team has been a little poor this year, but he'll let us know what's going on behind the scenes at the struggling team. You can catch the guys Sunday on the driver's seat for Kubota's mighty M71. It's got massive pulling power. We're going to take a quick break here on Off the Bench. When we return, we're going to get uh, the great man's tips for round 16. What's left of it? Uh, Scotty Sattler will share his thoughts on a cracking weekend of matches. And don't forget, you can always join in the conversation on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter. Uh, Head to Off the Bench crew. A quick break. Plenty more Off the Bench still to come. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. It's time for Scotty's Tips for Big Four Holiday Parks. Book your next great Australian break at bigfour.com.au. 
Yeah, absolutely. Big four great friends of ours. We love their support and we love what they offer as far as getaway opportunities. Great Aussie escapes. Go to the website bigfour.com.au forward slash great Aussie escapes. And I don't know whether this is happening for others, Sats, the irony that's involved, but I reckon since I've taken less interest in my NRL tips after a horrible start to the year where I just decided to throw in the towel, my tipping's actually improved. I don't know if you've found that, but the less (laughs) focus or research I put into games... I'm actually tipping better. I think I got six in the last full week of, of, of club matches, which is about which is about the best I've done all year by three or four. So, yeah, I, I'm going all right with tipping, and we're hoping that you're going to help a us. A little bit out. like that. Yeah. You get a little bit fatigued, and you yeah. sort of go, oh, okay, I'll just go Like then. everything in life. And, <laughs> and but, you know, you look into stats too much. And, um, <laughs> you talk yourself out of yeah, maybe exactly. tipping one side over another. Hey, uh, let's start with tonight. Uh, Rooster Storm, as we said, we've talked up this game big time. Cooper Cronk up against his old mates. Yeah, I, I picked the Storm, just basically. I think they're, they're more balanced throughout this season. Um, but in saying that, I, I don't think Nelson Asafa Solomano will play tonight. You know, there hasn't been any official word yet on whether he will play. And yep. coming back so late from that trip from Denver, I, I wouldn't anticipate that he will play. So uh, I'm going to take the Roosters. Roosters, because I don't think there's has knocked around as much as what the Storm will be. All right, triple header Saturday. Uh, I like the look of a number of these matches, but we're going to start with uh, your beloved Penny Panthers up against uh, the Sea Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to take the Penny Panthers. Do, the Sea Eagles yeah. are yeah, really struggling at the moment. They, yeah. I mean, it's the same old story. They've got no depth. They've got no experience in their playing group other than you know, Cherry Evans and also you know, the Trebojevic brothers. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they've got uh, players in the, in the, in the halves. Like Dylan Walker's coming back from that that busted eye socket after that Melbourne game, which would be, mm. you know, he's, he's a good inclusion, but they've got players in the back line that, you know, Brad Parker is sort of in and out of, of first grade. Uh, Manisi Fanu is, who's making his debut as a good young hooker, but they're just, they're really just holding on at the moment. So yeah, the Panthers yeah. there could get ugly actually. Yeah, speaking of holding on, you'd probably describe the Bulldogs in a similar vein. They take on the Newcastle Knights. It's become a bit of a crunch game, this one for Newcastle after a bright start to the season, lost their way a little bit and now, really have to start winning games as they stay in touch with the eight. Yeah, well, it's 12th the Knights versus the 15th the Bulldogs. They've been miserable this year, the Bulldogs. Lachlan yeah. Lewis, Wally Lewis's nephew, is yeah. actually making his debut in the number six jersey, the, <laughs> the normal number six jersey for the Lewis's. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be exciting to watch in itself. Uh, and he comes up against another young half in Connor Watson. But I think the Knights, just on the back of Callum Pronger, uh, Connor Watson, Sean Kenny Dow... Um, I think they've just got Mitch Barnett. I think they've got a little bit, a little bit uh, too many points in their in their side for this Bulldog side. who have really struggled at, at just yeah. to score points across the park. So yeah, the Knights. Beauty on Saturday night, Broncos Raiders. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, well uh, the Broncos sitting eighth and the Raiders sitting ninth. Yeah, huge. But uh, the Broncos are four points ahead of the Raiders now. Jack Whiten, who's been named at fullback, he pled guilty to uh, assault charges, uh, off-field discretion some weeks ago before the season kicked off. And so on the back of that, the NRL have stepped him down from this game. Mm-hmm. That hurts the Raiders. They've got mm-hmm. to win this game to, to just take that, that extra two points off the off the Brisbane Broncos. But with Whiten not playing, yep. I think the Broncos probably win this. All right, Sunday, Leichhardt, Farrah's back as the Tigers take on the Titans. Yeah, it's a sellout. Uh, yeah. The 10th place Tigers up against the 11th place Titans. Um, again, the Titans need to win to go and match the Tigers on 14 points. I think with Robbie Farrah named and Moses Zimbai in number one and nine, mm. they all of a sudden become a finals-looking side. They've always had a really good, hard-working, strong forward pack, a great front row. 
and um, they've just been struggling to create points. Not score them, but even create them. But yeah. Packers a creator. Mozambique is a creator. Now they've got the players to finish them as well. So I think the Tigers will win. And the Red Hot Rabbits take on the Cowboys. This game in Cairns, Scotty. Yeah, this is a Rabbitohs game. They take this to this game to Cairns, the yeah, like far it. north queen. They absolutely love it. Now, the Rabbitohs yeah. running second, the Cowboys 13th. It's no secret the Cowboys have been dismal, and they're coming up against the red-hot Rabbitohs side, who they only played a few weeks ago, and the Cowboys yeah. were beaten after the full-time siren yep. um, with a goal kick against them. So, um, yeah, but this... this Rabbitohs side. Yeah, what I'm loving about the Rabbitohs is not their, the Burgess boys are playing well again. And Sam always does. Young Angus Crichton, John Sutton, Damien Cook. It's just the leadership in the form of Greg Inglis. He looks mm. rejuvenated. Um, he looks dangerous. And the centre pairing of Inglis and Gagai, both origin origin stars for Queensland, I think would just be too yeah. much for the Cowboys. This, this possibly could get ugly. Even though the Cowboys have been so gallant all year, they haven't been beaten by big schools all year, this may be a different story. All right, Big Four, you can book now at bigfour.com.au. That is our show for another week. Scotty Sattler, thank you so much for your time. Huge weekend of footy awaits and, of course, the big announcements for Game 3 Origin on Monday. Uh, I'll catch you same time, same place next week. Have a great weekend. And we'll catch you as well here on Off the Bench, thanks to our wonderful friends at Kubota. The diesel generators providing reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it. And, of course, first-choice liquor.